With everything that's going on around the country and around the world, we know that everyone is looking for answers on what to do now and what to do next. But the truth is, no single person has all the answers. The only one we can hope to get an answer from. The only one who knows exactly what's going on at all times. And the only one who has a right now plan for us is... God. That's it. The good news is that God is here ready and more than willing to speak. All we have to do is listen. So as the world prepares for a total timeout, as I like to say, <laughs> listen up because we're going to tell you how to prepare spiritually so that you can hear what God needs to tell you personally. Ooh. Did you catch that? So that you can hear what God needs to tell you, you. personally. I love that. Not necessarily what he is saying for the whole world. Exactly. It's something that he wants it's to give message. you. You are listening to the Smoking Prophet Podcast with your hosts, Dante and Lola, who are here and ready to resource you spiritually, creatively, and socially so that you can live life and live life better. So that you can do life and do life better with inspiration that is actionable, kickback, and listen. Because your life is about to be transformed. Looking at everything that's happening now, it's beyond clear that none of us are in control. Leaders, great and small, known and unknown, faith-filled, and faithless are all being confronted with the same disruption. And everyone stands equally at the mercy of circumstance and chance. Thankfully, people and communities are working together. Yes, strangers are becoming neighbors and people who genuinely look out for each other. Global leaders and members of the private sector are beginning to become more people-centric versus profit-focused, which is a great thing. Yes, and the world's wealthiest power figures and brightest minds of our time are stepping up to answer our questions and bring a solution. But it's not enough. And although we are super grateful... None of this can substitute for what God is trying to say to us right now and the solutions that he wants to give us personally. So talking point number one is be still and chill. If you've been reading any stories about what to do to make the best of your time, you know, a lot of it talks about the same thing, which is productivity. Right. And a lot of them sound a little bit like this. Come out of quarantine with a new skill. Right. Or, Have you seen the meme? I know you guys have seen it. The meme that says, if you don't come out of quarantine with a new skill, your side hustle started, your business or whatever, then you never lack time. You lack discipline. discipline. Yeah, have y'all seen that? Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Because <laughs> I saw the meme and it made me laugh. But while we are all for productivity and we agree that the idea makes total sense from a natural perspective. Right. It doesn't make sense from a spiritual perspective. To be busy does not make sense. And the perfect example is from Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42, I believe. This is about Mary and Martha <laughs> and how they were with Jesus and how Martha yeah. was busy, right? Martha was up doing stuff and she was kind of mad. Like, first of all, Jesus, you need to tell Mary that she need to be helping me with this stuff. And Jesus was like, no, I'm not going to tell her that because what she's chosen to do is the needed thing. It's yes. the necessary thing. Mm -hmm. It's the essential thing. Or in some versions, it's the most important thing. Yes. It's the more important thing. And so it's natural for us to think we need to be busy, right? Yeah. But God is like, no, you don't need to be busy. Oh. Like, you need to sit down. And chew. Belly button. Okay, he didn't say belly button. <laughs> Productivity is cool, but right now, the best thing for you to do is to sit down and to say, okay, God, I'm available for whatever you have to say to me. Everyone is in this place. We're all entering this uncharted territory, and the exactly. uncharted territory is, is COVID-19, right? It is. And keep in mind, us as millennials, we've gone through some things that we would think would be mass disruptions, like 9-11. The Great Recession, and even social media. Mm -hmm. Like, those are big changes. And even still, as 
much as those things have changed, they are incredibly different from COVID-19. Right. Mm -hmm. This is new for everybody. Yes. No one's seen COVID-19 before. No. You may have seen some virus. You may have seen a pandemic before. Yes. But we haven't seen this. So for whatever generational group you're with, whatever person you're with, Mm -hmm. whoever you are, this is uncharted territory. Exactly. It's It's different. Let's go to... Point number two. Point number two is no one that you're listening to has all the answers you need. Right. So because this is uncharted territory, Mm -hmm. because this disruption is different, it's new for everyone, no one person has all the answers. Exactly. That's what makes the world respond as aggressively as they're responding Mm -hmm. to say, we don't care what this does to our economy. Mm -hmm. Shut this nation down. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's what makes it that way. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So if, if no one has all the answers and they're doing drastic things and your nation is doing drastic stuff, then you do something drastic too. You get before God and say, okay, God, I'm going to yield to you. Ooh. I'm going to yield to what you have to say. Yes, you can look to your pastor for an answer. Yes, yes. you can look to doctors for an answer. Yes, you can look to the news, news and all of that mm-hmm. and stuff, but... If you want the right now instructions God is trying to give you personally that will carry you for seasons, then you need to go to him yourself, okay? You don't have to rely on anybody else to do that for you. You don't have to call 1-900-PROFIT, tell me what's happening, you know? What's the number? 1-900-PSYCHIC, tell me what's happening. You don't have to do that. You can simply, God, can you speak to me? me clarity. Yes, that's it. What's going on? Let's talk about Joseph. Okay. All right. So Pharaoh, which is the head of Egypt, had a troubling dream and nobody could figure it out. Nobody but Joseph. Pharaoh dreamed of seven skinny cows and seven fat cows. And in the dream, the seven skinny cows ate the seven fat cows. Mm -hmm. So he saw the seven fat cows first. Mm -hmm. They were grazing or whatever they were doing. And then the seven skinny cows came up and they ate them. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And Pharaoh could not figure out who was going to be able to figure out this dream for me. But Joseph came. Mm-hmm. So Joseph interpreted the dream for the Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. But Joseph didn't just interpret the dream for the Pharaoh. What happened is mm-hmm. the Pharaoh was like, hey, tell me what this dream means. Yes. And Joseph said what? I cannot. Right. God can tell you the dream. Forever. Right. So Joseph realized that he didn't have all the answers. He did. Remember, we told you that no one single person has all the answers. No. Joseph realized he didn't have all the answers, but he knew God could. So he exactly. positioned himself to get the answer from God. God ended up giving him insight on what the dream meant, mm-hmm. which if you guys know the story, or if you don't know the story, we'll give you a one second recap. The dream meant that Egypt would have seven great years and Egypt would have seven, seven bad, bad years. But then Joseph came with a strategy too, because mm-hmm. God gave him that as well. Yes. And the strategy was while we're having this time of plenty, mm-hmm. while we have everything we need, we're going to store. Yep. We're going to make the most of what we have. Mm-hmm. We're going to manage our resources very well. So that when the time comes where we're lacking, we have what we need and we're thriving while everyone else is not. Exactly. And that's what happened. That is what happened. When the time came, Egypt was ready. Yeah. And Joseph was right there, second in command of Pharaoh, Mm -hmm. leading everything. He helped to cause the nation to thrive. Yes. And he also helped his family because his family ended up coming into Egypt. He had been separated from them for years, but they ended up coming into Egypt because of the famine, to get stuff from Egypt. And when he met them, he brought his family on in and took care of them too. His entire so, family. Right. So he didn't just save one people group in Egypt. He saved another people group, mm-hmm. meaning his family too, which was pretty dope. It is. Now, you look at that story and you say, oh, well, Lord, help me interpret dreams. Lord, give me wisdom like Joseph. And while you can ask for things, mm-hmm. the greatest ability that Joseph had which we want to highlight to you so that it will be your greatest ability is learning to rely on God for the answers. Yes, it is. That's what he did. In Genesis 41, 15, 15. Pharaoh was like, hey, can you interpret this dream? Joseph's like, verse 16, I cannot. I won't be able to do that for you, but... God can. God can. He has all the answers. Sometimes it's really, really difficult for us to say, I don't have the answers. 
And you and I were talking about that yes, we before were. we came on into this live. Mm-hmm. And you guys let us know if that's hard for y'all sometimes to say, I don't have the answer. I don't know. Exactly. But God's got it. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just got to acknowledge, like, I don't have it. Please help me, God. And it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. So that point that we were making there is just, you'll thrive too wherever you are, Mm -hmm. if you will be still and And chill chill and look to God for the the answers. Mm -hmm. We're not telling you not to respect people and not to respect authorities and not to look at the news. We're not telling you that. Not at all. What we're telling you is, is that God is trying to say something to you personally. And the thing that he's trying to say to you will carry you over for several seasons. Mm -hmm. If you look at the story of Joseph, they had seven good years and seven bad years. Mm -hmm. The information that God gave Joseph was so far ahead. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He was seeing years into the future because Mm -hmm. he saw the seven good years Mm -hmm. and then he saw seven bad years. So the total time frame was 14 years. 14 years. 14 years. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what's the principle we can pull from that? Is if we make ourselves available and okay. we listen to what God is saying to us, mm-hmm. right? If we look to him for the answers and not within ourselves and not other people, then he will give us something that will last us several seasons. Ooh, I like that. Okay. Yeah. Our next point will be, you can be busy or productive, right. but not both. But not both. So, so far in the message that we're giving you to help you prepare spiritually mm-hmm. as all of this is happening, all of this interruption, disruption in our lives. The first point was be, be still, still and, and chill. chill. And the second one is no, no one has all the answers, but God. Yes. And the third one is you can, you can be, be busy, busy or, or productive, productive but, but you can't both. be both. So during this time, you will either be busy or you will be productive. But if you quiet your soul, what the Lord is trying to do, he's trying to teach you to be productive. There's a scripture, and this was not even in our original notes, but in Isaiah 48 and 17, God says, I'm the Lord, your God, who teaches you Mm. to profit. He says that. He said, I teach you to profit. I teach you to prosper. Mm -hmm. I teach you these things. You hear me? He says that. So if you will sit down. (laughs) <laughs> if you will be still and chill, mm-hmm. okay, and and yield to God, then God will teach you to profit in this time. Wow. And as we said, it's going to set you up for the next several seasons, seasons. okay? Productivity is choosing priorities. So yes. as we're talking about productivity and we're talking about producing, which is the mandate that God gave man mm-hmm. since we see you know, us entering into the scripture, yeah. right? He told man to be fruitful and, and to multiply, uh, yeah. right? Prosper is all the same thing, but specific words, be fruitful and multiply. Mm-hmm. That's what he told man to do. So this whole thing about prospering, this whole thing about producing yeah. is the mandate that we have in the beginning of mm-hmm. time, right? When Adam and Eve messed that up, when Jesus came back on the scene, then Jesus got the authority back. Mm-hmm. Jesus got the dominion back. And then he said, okay, I'm giving this power back to y'all people, okay? <laughs> and I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit to help you keep it this time. Exactly. And if you listen to him, he'll guarantee all of the stuff that I want to give you. Okay, so our point is this. God has always wanted us to produce. Yes. And producing is linked to productivity. Yes, it is. And productivity is really just choosing the right priority. It is. It's knowing when to start and knowing when to stop. It's knowing what to give attention to and what to ignore. And that can be kind of hard right now because the truth is choosing the right priority now is harder because of the disruption, because of what's going on right now, because things have changed so drastically that people are just like, I don't know what to do. I have so much free time. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to do this. And of course, you're thinking, look, if I binge watch the news, if I start overthinking, if I start making all these plans... It just really weighs you down. Don't let it drain you. Because, because it gets, that's what it will do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's going to get in the way of what God is trying to produce in you. Right. So your thing right now is in order to be productive and to not be busy, 
you need to make God a priority. Yes. Okay. So that's the overall thing here. Mm -hmm. Make God a priority. Stop trying to have all the answers. Yes. Stop consuming everything you see. Mm -hmm. Stop thinking that you need things that you don't have. Yes. You don't need all of that stuff. You, you don't, don't have to see all of that stuff. Yield to God mm -hmm. by making him your first priority. Agreed. Okay. Yeah, baby. So that you don't get caught up in overthinking. So that you don't get caught up in, oh, I have to know this and I have to know that. Mm -hmm. I think the hard thing right now is that we don't know everything. Yeah. Okay. That is hard. So yielding to God and making him a priority is a lot easier when things are all great. Exactly. Because right? it's like, oh, I mean, I'm okay. Sure, God, whatever you say. Right. When everything's great, it's like that. But now that everything is kind of... Different. Different. You know, that's what we're going to call it. Different. <laughs> different. You know, I'm very careful with my words. It's an adventure right now. It's an adventure. <laughs> that's what we're on. But right now, it's, it's different. And it's like, okay, God, I want to yield to you, but I still have these questions. Mm -hmm. I'm still in this place. Yes. And it's really hard to stomach that you won't have all of the answers. True. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But what you can trust is that God has all the answers mm -hmm. and he'll make sure you know what you need to know. What you need to know. Right. We walk by faith and not by sight. Mm -hmm. We don't go off of what we see. No. We go off of the unseen things. Exactly. We, we serve a God that we don't see. Mm -hmm. You know, everything about our relationship with God is supernatural. Yeah. Okay. So, yes, with everything that's happening, with everything that's shifting, It'll cause you to want to look at what you see mm -hmm. and respond based off of that, but you won't. No. And you won't because as you're looking at God and as you're making him a priority, mm -hmm. as you're keeping your eye on Jesus, yes. then he will give you everything that you need. That's what we can trust. Mm -hmm. yes. I think sometimes, go ahead, babe, I apologize. No, you're fine. I was just thinking that he's going to give you what you need to know and you just need to follow Mm -hmm. And I know it's scary, but look, Abraham did it. He packed up everything and moved. God said, look, move. He said, all right, God, I'm going. Mm -hmm. So many people did it. And a story that came to mind is I was thinking, you know, about things being so different right now. And you're not really having all of the answers. Mm -hmm. How God will always care for us yeah. was Abraham's nephew, Lot. Lot. So it's funny that you said Abraham, <laughs> picking up and leaving. I love it. Because Abraham's nephew, Lot, I think this is about Genesis 18, mm -hmm. or maybe the 19th chapter, was in a, a city that was going to be destroyed. Mm -hmm. You guys remember the story about Sodom, Sodom and Gomorrah. Gomorrah? And he was in the city that was going to be destroyed. And Abraham interceded for that city before mm -hmm. then. He was, that. yeah, he was praying. And he was like, <laughs> God was like, I'm going to destroy these people. And Abel was like, wait a minute, if you find this many here, and he kept changing the number. And mm -hmm. But anyways, not to go into that, God mm -hmm. sent angels into the city to save Lot. Mm -hmm. Lot was in a place that was being destroyed, mm -hmm. and God sent his salvation to him to get him. Oh, wow. And I remember this story, and it says that, I'll never forget this story, I don't believe, it says that the angels were telling Lot, we got to go. And Lot hesitated. And when Lot hesitated, the angels grabbed his hand mm. and took him out. Okay. So if you're feeling like, oh, I got to know everything that's happening, you don't. Mm. Because what you can trust is that you're in God's hand. Yes. You're his baby. You're his child. You're his son. You're his daughter. And he's going to take care of you. Yes. And even if you miss something that he's been trying to tell you, he will send salvation to you to pull you out <laughs> and it. get you into safety. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so funny that you thought about that. What this made me think of and what we want to tell you guys to do is, uh, number one, be still and chill. Number two, no one has all the answers but God. Number three is can either be busy or productive, but the biggest thing is trusting in God, mm -hmm. making sure that you know that he's the one who's going to help you produce. Right. Make him a priority. Yeah, make him a priority, and he will help see you become a lender and not a borrower. 
Now, I know you're probably thinking, okay, what do they mean by that? Yeah, exactly. Well, what I'm talking about is freedom. Mm-hmm. And I mean like real freedom, real financial freedom to invest your time and your energy to produce a better you. Freedom to make future decisions without worrying about not having enough. Freedom to help others thrive and to do more all because you listened and you trusted God. Which brings us to our next point. Number four. Submit to your mission. Yes. So during this time, as you be still and chill and you sit down and you listen to what the Father is saying to you personally, the Lord wants to open up your life's mission to you. And yes. when I say your life's mission, I'm just talking about your calling. Mm-hmm. He wants to take you on a deeper dive into your life's mission that will help you clarify your call and show you where to focus your energy, which will in turn allow you to remain focused during shifting seasons and when things are unclear. Mm. The best thing I've ever done in my life is yield to my life's mission, aka my call. And I did that by investing in myself. I did that by saying, okay, I value what God has placed in me. And I value what I believe God is saying enough to put my energy, my time, Mm -hmm. and my resources behind it. Yes. I think that some people have a hard time seeing themselves as a worthy investment or doing what makes them better or happier because they think that making our human needs and happiness a priority is selfish. I really, really think some of us believe that. I agree. You know, I see some people and I'm like, this is not selfish. And it's just like they're in that mindset of, uh, no, this is humility. I'm like, this is not humility. This is bondage is what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jesus came to give you the fullness of life. Mm -hmm. And you're living restricted and limited Mm. because you feel like it's selfish for you to be happy Mm. when God likes to see you happy. He loves to see you happy. Right. If you're a parent, how do you feel when your kids are happy? You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. How do you feel when your kids are happy? Amazing. It makes you happy. It does. It brings you joy. I remember my grandfather. My grandfather loved giving gifts, Dante. On Christmas. Mm -hmm. You couldn't touch those gifts until he came in there and he would sit on a chair in our living room and he would hand out the gifts and he would just smile giving gifts. And that's how God is when we are walking in our life's purpose, when we are living out those special abilities he's given us, Mm. when we're happy, God is just sitting there smiling like he's handing us the gifts. Mm. And as we open them, as we begin to live them out, he's smiling. Yes. He's like, yes, and he's happy. He's like, look at you. You're excited about that gift. I'm so happy for you. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. But people have a hard time believing that. Yeah. I don't even know why either. Because he a... wants us to be happy. Absolutely. <laughs> now, one objection to that is, you know, people feel like, okay, this is selfish. Okay. So we've talked about how that's not selfish, right? And then the next objection to that is that you may think that you don't have time to invest in yourself. Yeah. And it could be because things like life is hard or Or, responsibilities, they make it hard. Your family makes it hard. Work can make it hard or school, you know, college students, high school students, school makes it hard. But think about it this way. If you can make time for those things, if you can make time for your life and your responsibilities and your family. You can make time for yourself. You absolutely can. And you'll find that as you make time for yourself and you invest in what God is giving you, it will default into other areas. Yes. It'll flow into other areas. Mm-hmm. Am I not a happier person around the house when I'm doing what makes me happy? Watch out. They can tell. They'd be like, you need to go do something that you enjoy. Go draw. Please. You working way too much. Mm-hmm. Lady, mm-hmm. get out of here. Draw. Right. So <laughs> when you do that, you'll find that it just flows into so many other areas. So let me share a personal story with you guys. Mm-hmm. So I love helping people. Anyone that knows me knows that. Anyone that senses my heart can sense that. I've done that to the point of neglecting myself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You know how people say that you do things and it's to a fault, Mm -hmm. to your own fault. And I'm like, I did that. Oh my gosh. When I look back and saw where I'd done it at and what I could have had, Mm. 
if I'd invested in me earlier and believed in me earlier, it made me say, I'm not living with any more regrets. No. I'm not living with any more of that. I threw my pearls to pigs, helping other people with their visions. Mm -hmm. When I hadn't even carried out my life's mission in the way that I needed to. Wow. Yeah. In other words, I extended myself, my energy, and my resources to people who weren't ready. Mm -hmm. That was a tough pill to swallow. That is a to tough see pill. that I needed to have enough sense. I needed to have enough wisdom to say, this person is asking me for my help, but this person is really not ready for my help. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to have to tell this person no, because for me to help them is going to exert a lot of energy that I don't need to give. Got it. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. So I had to start learning, like, wait a minute, wait a minute. And then I had to learn to see that some people were there just because they wanted to use me. Yeah. They didn't have the skill I had, but they wanted to pull on my skill to help them with whatever they were trying to promote. Exactly. Yeah, and then some people just simply were not able to honor me. Mm. That's it. So I had to go through that place where I'm like, oh, wow, all of this is happening, and God called me out on it. How did that conversation go? Man, it happened over a series of times. <laughs> First of all, it was a lot of things that I was doing that wasn't great. So the Lord would wait until I was still. Mm -hmm. And see, that's why it's important to be still and chill. Yes. Like we said at the beginning, first point, because when you are so busy, it is very difficult for you to hear God. It is. God is always talking. Mm -hmm. And he's always talking to us. Okay. He's always talking. And let me say that. Let me say this one, and let me reframe that. God is always willing to give us an answer. God is always willing to direct and to guide us. Sometimes God doesn't always talk quickly because he's waiting to see what we're going to do. Mm. He's trusting us to make a decision. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Or yes. he could have told us something already and he's just waiting. Okay, what is my child going to do? Mm. Kind of like when we sit back and we let our children make decisions. But That's anyway, true. God is always willing to give us an answer mm. but when we're so busy it's difficult to hear them so you asked me how that conversation happened it happened over the series of a few months probably mm. i remember once at work i was having a one-on-one -on -one with one of my senior leaders and he asked me a question and when i left the meeting god took what the man said to me and was like boom you know what i'm saying that. yes do i have to talk about it no, you don't have to talk about it, but he did. you will talk to me about he, it later. I will, no, I'll say it now. He was like, my senior leader, this was not even my direct supervisor, brought me in and was complimenting me mm. and was like, you're super strong in this and that. But he said, I don't understand how it is you can come to work for four hours and do this and then come to work for eight hours and not do that. Whatever. Right. He was like, I don't understand. He's like, how can you? Do this. He said, I know that you have this and stuff that is going on outside of work. And he was like, you don't have to tell me about that. He said, but I don't understand how you can come in and perform so well, like, like you killing it in four hours. But on an eight hour day, he like, wait a minute. And the Lord was like, your consistency. Mm -hmm. He was like, people look for your consistency. People that get promoted, people that they call on, mm -hmm. they're consistent. And then God was like, you got to be consistent with what I've given you. Oh, I love that. You can't, you can't start it and take breaks. You need to be consistent. So I'm telling you, them conversations were like, ouch. You hear me? Yes. They were like, ouch. But it happened different ways. Like, And then another time I'm driving and then the Lord just starts talking. Or another time I'm praying and the Lord starts making it clear like, hey, you know, you value what I placed in you. Mm -hmm. You take stock of it. I've given you something, but how can you expect someone else to value it and pay you if you are not charging them what you should be? Okay. He's like, you value you. Exactly. When that finally got through to you after those series of conversations with me, what did you change? What did I change? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I had a few problems. <laughs> I changed a few things. I did a few things. I, I just started saying no. Mm. And I can't say that I've been perfect in my response to everything. Mm -hmm. You know, I haven't been perfect in my response to everything. But I started saying no. And I started catching old habits and saying, no, I've got to shift this. Mm. I love helping people. 
but I cannot give away everything for free. Yeah. You know, I have to have a limit on my charity and my giving mm-hmm. or else I'm not going to get to the position that I want to get to. Exactly. And it's helped and it's helped sincerely. So I think someone else said they could relate with that and they've done that too. So let me get back to this. The conversation with God left me asking myself, how can I help someone else's vision when my negligence was stalling my brand's growth? Why should anyone believe in me when the fruit of the advice I'm giving hasn't manifested abundantly in my life? And why should anyone honor me when I don't seem to honor myself enough to charge the prices I should? Mm. Yep, it was seriously a rude awakening. It was an ouch moment that lasted for what seemed like months. Mm. And I got angry. I got angry at myself for letting it happen. Mm. I was like, you did this, lady. You know what Mm. I'm saying? So you asked me what I did. I stopped saying yes to everyone. I stopped saying yes to every opportunity. And I started saying no to things that did not align with my life's mission. Mm. It gets back to that point of where God is trying to open up your life's mission to you. Things that didn't align with it, I started saying no to, you know? And then I hit the throttle on investing in me and putting the priorities that God gave me first and it paid off. And I thought, hey, Jesus paid a high price for my destiny. I will not risk it for anyone or for anything. And I don't. And I'm still making mistakes, but I'm still learning, I'm still growing. And I'm still choosing to move forward. And things have drastically shifted. Drastically. Drastically shifted. Drastically, drastically shifted. Mm -hmm. I'll just give you guys a small example. We started doing things that we needed to do. Yeah. When God gave me those ouch moments and was like, hey, I have given you something special. And you've got to use it. And I started doing that. I started, like I said, channeling my time, channeling my resources, channeling my money mm-hmm. and energy where it needed to be. So I got to the point of where I was like, I'm going to invest in me because there was a scripture that God started saying, you will not be like this. But if you keep giving yourself out to everyone else and you keep casting your pearls of pigs and not investing in the mission that I've given you, not invested in your vision and your destiny like you need to. If you keep pouring yourself out to so many other people, you are going to be one that never produces. Mm. You're going to have a wealth of wisdom, a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of ability, but it's not going to produce. Wow. And remember, that was one of our other points mm-hmm. that God wants us to be productive. Yes, he does. We can be busy or we can be productive. And the productivity. Right. We can't be both. And the productivity that I'm talking about is not you doing things that you think you need to do. It's you being still and chilling so that God can tell you what to do personally. So there's a scripture out of Ecclesiastes chapter nine. This was also not in our original notes, but I'll talk about it real, real quick. Ecclesiastes nine. It's a wisdom book. I love this book. It's about wisdom. Some people think that it's sad. It's depressing. It's morbid, but I think it offers a beautiful perspective of the ups and downs of life. Okay. So in chapter nine, part of what is being written about is a story about this man. Mm -hmm. This man had wisdom. Mm -hmm. This man was smart. This man was dope, but this man was poor. Oh, okay. So according to the standards of society, he had nothing to really offer. He didn't have any money. Mm -hmm. He was poor. Okay. He wasn't a producer. Mm. Okay. He wasn't offering anything. Yeah. Right. Substantial. Mm -hmm. Anything that was bringing value to his environment. Got it. The city ended up coming under siege. It was being attacked. So they were in trouble. They knew the man had wisdom, even though he was poor. Mm. So they went and asked the man for help. Okay. When they asked the man for help, the man gave him a strategy that helped him. Mm. The city was saved. And guess what? What? The people forgot about the man. Wow. And God was like, that will not be you. And you guys listening to me, that will not be you either. But if you choose to ignore your life's mission, the thing that he's telling you to do, and you don't see yourself as valuable enough to be happy and to invest in you, then you will be like that poor man Mm. because you won't produce what God has given you. And people may come to you for some things, 
but your level of influence is going to be just like his. It's not going to be significant because you haven't produced anything that the world sees or your community sees is valuable. Oh, wow. Okay? So God was giving me all of them algebra. He was like, that that. was, I put too much stuff in you. I had a dream, and I don't think I've ever shared this dream publicly. And in the dream, there was this big, beautiful building sitting on an island. Mm -hmm. Okay? And I'm talking about this building was so high up. The building was bright. The sun was shining and it was sitting on an island. But here's the thing, y'all. The island was so small. Mm. The building was bigger than the island. Okay. If you were walking around the island, you barely had any room to walk around Mm. the island. And I woke up from the dream and God was like, that's you. He was like, you're this big, beautiful building, right? You have all of this stuff I placed in you. Your brain is crazy. The way you think to think differently, I gave you all of that and you're out here on this island and you're not producing anything. You're off apart from everyone. He was like, this is who you are. Mm. And I didn't make you to be that. I made you to be seen. I made you to be visible. I made you to be connected to people so that you can share your resources with others. So God took me on this journey where he was just giving it to me. Okay. And it calls me to say, I'm going to invest in myself. Yes. And I did. So we started paying an attorney. Yes, we did. We paid an attorney. I started telling the people that I worked with, the people that I served, the people that were my clients, I I served them because I'm giving them things that they need to power their missions and their businesses and whatever they have. But I started telling them, hey, I'm going in a different direction. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to do the stuff that I was doing for you anymore. Mm-hmm. Because God was was saying, I've, I've given you this ability to write. Okay? You can do this. Yes. Now, you ain't got to keep doing all of this stuff just because you're trying to get out there and earn some credibility mm-hmm. and trying to make some money. You don't have to do that. I'm going to show you how to move into your lane, but investing in. So I started doing those things. I was like, hey guys, I'm not going to be able to serve you like I used to. This is what I'm doing now. Then I reached out to the attorney. I'm like, listen, I know I have to do this Mm -hmm. because God is already showing me that he will not allow my brand to grow because it's not where it needs to be. He's already shown me that. I need you to help me get this legal Mm -hmm. stuff Mm -hmm. under order. So I started doing that. In the midst of me doing that, I started writing mm-hmm. guidelines for my brand yes. so that in my absence, they could teach for me. Mm-hmm. So I started writing out guidelines and quick reference guides wow. for how to do things. I started writing out visual branding standards yes. for my graphics and things that I create yep. for the smoking profit. I started writing out a writing style guide. You know yeah. how they have APA and MLA and Chicago style mm-hmm. and all of that. You know that businesses, big brands and companies have their own writing guides? They do. You know that? Like, I used to handle that for the company that I came from. Yes. I didn't handle that, but I used their reference guide when I was creating internal mm-hmm. stuff for the company. But anyways, I started creating all of that stuff. I started laying the foundation in my stuff. Then God started giving me dreams. The most notable dream is where he showed you with a bag of garden soil, yes. opening it up, yeah. and then the bag dirt was coming out but there was also plants in there blooming and he was like before you guys can even plant you're going to be producing Mm -hmm. okay and that was like the big thing god was showing us and then he was like it's because you've been doing these things i've been telling you it's because you've decided to invest in yourself it's because you decided to value what i've given you enough to say i'm going to put money into it i started Mm -hmm. paying for classes you guys so i went to a community college took a class Mm -hmm. I went online and started paying for classes to understand stuff that I would need to know. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Some things that I felt I didn't need to know. I was like, I'm glad I paid for this because I do need to know it. I started doing all of that stuff. And coming into 2020, we have not even fully launched our stuff. No, we have not. And we're already producing. We're producing abundantly. Yes. It's weird to say because... It's just weird to say. But then this is the craziest thing. Our Pinterest took off. Oh, yeah. You know, we got our brand in order and Mm -hmm. everything. 
And our brand is the Smoking Prophet. It's a life advice brand designed to resource you spiritually, creatively, creatively and socially. socially. Our whole thing is we help people do life better. We give you the life skills and life tools that it takes other people years, years. to get. And we're always learning and growing. So that means that we have fresh stuff to offer you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So our life advice brand, we got that where it needed to be yeah. halfway, got our stuff done. And then all of a sudden I'm seeing our Pinterest, our Pinterest which is a social media platform. Mm-hmm. It's also a search engine. It is. It's taken off. Yeah. And like my Pinterest, it would always be in the double digits now yeah. at least as far as monthly viewers. Mm-hmm. And it did that when I wasn't even using it. Mm-hmm. I discovered it because my daughter had a board <laughs> that she was sending stuff to all the time. And I'm like, where did this even come from? And then I'm like, wow, we got viewers on here all because of her board. So I'm like, that's cool. But then I started looking at it. I was like, I'm going to pay attention to Pinterest. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like... I'm going to pay attention to Pinterest. And so our, our viewers went up to about 100,000 yeah. monthly viewers. And then all of a sudden, the number just started jumping. Tremendous. It went from 100,000 to 200,000. It went from 200,000 to 328,000. Mm-hmm. It's moving from 328,000 to 500. I said, Dante, we're going to hit a million. Dante was like, We'll hit a million by April. I said, no, no, no. <laughs> I said, we're going to hit a million before April. Yeah, she did. I said, we're going to hit a million before April. I don't even know when it happened, but we hit a million, guys. Yeah. And this is our monthly viewers. So this means every month we have this many people coming and looking at our account. Yeah. Okay? That's big. That's and huge. the craziest thing is... We didn't even have 200 followers no. and we hit a million. Exactly. And now our followers have gone up because the page is getting more, more. traffic, mm-hmm. but we don't even have 500 followers. No. I know someone with 50,000 followers, they don't even have a million viewers, you guys. They don't even have a million viewers. So we hit a million, but that's not it. It kept climbing. Yep. And I was talking to Dante one day and I said a number that came out my mouth that was not the number there. And I said, we're going to hit this number. Oh my gosh. And it's still climbing. You guys, we hit 1 million. We hit 1.5. We hit 2 million. We're currently at 2.6 million monthly viewers. Yes. Those are the amount of people that are coming through our page. The number of people that we're reaching is 4 plus million people. Mm -hmm. 5 million people are seeing our content. Yes. We have 2.6 million strong that are looking at our posts. Our link clicks, which on Pinterest, you post your content, your pins, Mm -hmm. and people go to the website that you have there. Our link clicks are up by 148%. Yes. 148%. Mm -hmm. Our saves are up by... 612 Mm percent like what we're doing is crazy but it's all because of this you guys we know how to be still and chill Mm -hmm. okay we realize that nobody has all the answers but god okay we yield to god so that we're not busy and we're being productive right because he tells us what he wants so that we can produce remember He's the Lord, our God, that teaches us to profit and to prosper. Mm -hmm. And then we're over here investing in ourselves. Yes, we are. After we get our legal stuff together, God starts shooting that stuff up. Mm -hmm. And it was crazy because about two weeks before it happened, I heard him speak. And he said, I'm putting my weight behind your work. Yes. And I shared that on social media. And I didn't think about it again until I was scrolling through to grab something from my Instagram page, The Smoking Prophet. Go follow me there. And I saw it and I was like, God, I love how you talk to us and you Mm. tell us things. You know what I'm saying? So this brings me to the last point that I'm making here. It's important for you to do the same thing. It's important for you to be still and chill. It's important for you to yield to God and the answers that he wants to give you. Mm -hmm. It's important for you to allow him 
to make you productive so that you can make a positive mark on the world. And even though Dante and I are pulling in 2.6 million monthly viewers on Pinterest, mm-hmm. you guys, that's not even 1% of the population. It's not. It's not even 1%. Mm-hmm. It's not even 1%, but God wants to put your message out there, the life message he's giving you out there so that you can make a positive mark on the world. And you'll get it if you listen, okay? Here's the last thing that we want to share with you all. This is... Crisis forces evolution. I think this is your favorite point. Yes, because just think about it this way. A crisis will change and will make so many things happen. And this thing that's happening right now, COVID-19, is no different. Right now, everything is being changed. We aren't able to do the same things that we're normally used to. And so much else is going to happen because of this. So Hebrews chapter 12, verse 27 says, The words, once again, clearly show us that everything that was created will be destroyed. That is, the things that can be shaken. And only what cannot be shaken will remain. And that's the easy to read version. But it teaches us this principle, which is during times of mass disruption, a.k.a. shaking, only the unshakable or useful things will remain. Right. So Hebrews was supposed to be written to Christians that had converted from Judaism. Mm -hmm. And so the writer was talking to them about the Old Testament a lot and different things that were done in the Old Testament that basically were a foreshadowing of what Jesus would do and how Jesus was bringing this new incorruptible covenant, this new superior covenant that they needed. So when he's writing here in Hebrews, he's talking about how this shaking has happened, this removing the things Mm -hmm. that can be shaken, but it's leaving things that can't be shaken. Okay. So that's the background on the scripture. But the principle that it shows us is that during times of shaking, unshakable things Mm -hmm. remain while shakable things are cleared away. They're dismissed. So right now, what's happening with the mass disruption, with everything being interrupted, with everything being paused, everything in every market that is not useful is being cleared away. Yes. Okay? The disruption is forcing evolution and creativity. So what you're going to see is creatives creating out of their pain, but also creatives creating out of the beauty of seeing people reclaim their lives. Wow. So creatives and artists feel a lot, you know, we see what's happening and it translates in our writing, in our music, in our sculptures, in our paintings. Mm -hmm. It comes out in all of that. You know, we feel the deep, dark places in society. You know what I'm saying? We feel beauty and all of that. And it's going to come out. So you're going to see creatives doing all of these things. They're going to create out of pain but they'll also create out of the beauty of people reclaiming their lives. But the ingenuity is not just flowing with creatives. No, it's no. not just flowing in that area. It's flowing in every other market as well. It's going to explode in every arena. It's going to explode in business, large and small, in education, in science, in medicine, everywhere. You're yeah. going to see new models and socially conscious ways of doing business emerge. Surprise, surprise. A lot of old values that we thought were antiquated mm-hmm. are going to come back. We're going to see need of them. Yeah. We're going to look and you're going to see a resurgence of old values. It may look new, but they're old values yeah. and they're coming back. They're coming back like, hey, did you miss mm-hmm. me? <laughs> All of this disruption is reshaping the norms. And this is what matters to you. This is why it's the perfect time for you to use the idea God has given you. It's the perfect time for that idea to bloom. This is why it's important for you to be still and shift. Right. So that God can speak to you and he can come to you like Joseph. He can give you some insight that's going to help you and also help your community to thrive, help wherever you are to thrive. So now is the perfect time for you to dream big. Many of you have asked God for a life-changing shift. Mm. You've practically begged for a million-dollar idea, and God is like, this is it. You don't have to beg. This is the time now. And we're going to see the people 
that have sat down and have listened to God because they're going to be the people that produce. You're going to be the people that are producing. Yes. This is the time for you to do it because everything is being reshaped. Mm. So today I even heard that some creators haven't done things because they feel like, and when I say creators, I'm not just talking about artists. Mm. I'm also talking about like entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and people with business ideas. Some creatives haven't done things because you've compared yourself to the standard that you saw what you thought it should be. Mm. Point number one, you shouldn't have been comparing yourself anyways. To okay. But point number two is because of the disruption and everything's being reshaped. It means that there's no expectation of what you should be doing other than your idea of bringing a solution. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. So if you were thinking, oh, I got to have my business model together, like A, Z, B, D, hit it over here. You know what I'm saying? Toss it up in the air. Let it drop. <laughs> if you were thinking that, you don't. Because of the disruption and everything being reshaped and new norms being created, there is no expectation other than you bring in a solution. Mm. And that's normal. Whatever you're doing, whatever idea that God gives you, it's going to be for people that need you. Okay, yes. It's going to be to answer something in the earth. It's going to be to fill a void. Does that make sense? Hubba wubba. Babe, that made perfect sense. Yeah. So if you were talking about, hey, I need to wait. I need to do this. Know that this is your sign that you just need to sit down, be still and chill and let the Lord talk to you. Okay. So here's another thing. Let this be your sign that you don't need the things that you thought you needed. And because of the disruption that's happening in our society, in our world, because of the reshaping that's happening around norms and stuff, then you need to be okay with doing things your way, aka working out your life's mission with fear and trembling. Use this time to be bold enough to do it your way. Use this time to be daring enough to try it the way God told you. Use this time to be daring enough to do it differently and stop thinking that you need something more than what you already have. It's time for you to put to work what you know. I know sometimes it's hard to believe that what you need is inside of you, but it is inside of you. God has given it to you, you know? God has given it to you. He's there. He's giving you what you need. He's giving you the resources. So start using what you have and watch what comes out. Friends, that's it for today. That is it. And we hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you got anything from this, take this one thing from today's message. Everyone is going through the same exact thing in different ways. But not everyone will come out equally. No, you'll see some emerge and bloom. You will see some wither and die. And you'll see some scarcely escape. Where you end up is on you. But if you would. Be still and chill. Yield to God, then to your vision. And invest in you. You will come out on top. You You will will produce. produce. Now, we want to hear from you. So make sure you go and subscribe to the Smoking Prophet podcast, which is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe, drop a comment. Let us know what you think. Also, this podcast, once it goes live, yes. then we're going to put a link in it with our notes so that you don't have to just rely on the audio message so no. that you can go back and look at the notes so mm-hmm. that you can pray over things so that you can highlight what stood out to you so that you can journal about it and mm-hmm. dream with God in a super big capacity. And until next time, thank you all for listening. Yes. Have an amazing life. We're out. Bye. Bye.